Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined this week by my co-host, Jane. Jane, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Dean. Good to see you back. Yeah, it's good to be back, obviously, <laughs> on the fan cast duties last week. I feel like it's been a while, but I don't think it actually has. Uh, but anyway, sorry, Simon, I'm hosting tonight, not Jane. Um, I'm sure you'll complain about that. Um, we're here, obviously, to preview the upcoming Manchester City game. Uh, which takes place on Sunday, I guess. Is that right? Not even Sunday like... first. Yeah. What time? I'll be honest. I don't know because I've seen half 12, half 1 and 12.45 all flying around. But I think it's half 12. Okay. Well, it's on during the day on the 1st of November. So I think it's on BBC as well. Uh, so yeah, put BBC on when you wake up and then at some point in the day they're going to start playing football um, here to help us preview the game is Matt Ball from Worldwide Chelsea Matt, welcome back to the show, nice to be on the show with you, I thought you was great last time so got you straight back in, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all good thank you for letting me come back on again uh, and a good game, a good preview yeah, looking forward to it. We'll also be joined by Jane, another Jane, not our Jane, from the Manchester City Women's Official Supporters Group to give us the opposition view ahead of this game. Jane, how big is this game for Chelsea? You know, they've got a lot of other competitions going on. This is last season's event. I know it's a semi-final, but is it the most important game to us? Um, When you say it like that, I don't think... Personally, I don't think it's as imp- as important because it's last season's FA Cup. I'd rather focus on this year and winning everything this year. But when you're playing a team like Man City, of course, it's going to be an important game, no matter if it's a friendly or if it's an FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, Matt, I don't think it's in Emma's DNA to take any game lightly. But do you see her maybe going away from her preferred 11, maybe throwing in a few changes? Oh, Matt, your sound has disappeared altogether. Um, you're not on mute, but your sound's completely gone. Um, Jane, we'll fill the airtime. Um, do you see ever making any changes? Can you hear me now? Oh, there we go. You're back. Back. No need to fill no the Sorry, I don't, I don't know what happened there. But yeah, I mean, Emma's always got a trick up her sleeve. Um, she's, you, you never know really with the lineup sometimes. But I think with it being a semi final, if it was in the earlier rounds, Maybe I'd understand, maybe a bit more of a rotated team. But it's Man City. I mean, they're not really on the best of form, so maybe it's a time to get get at them and get through to the final and try and win another trophy because at the end of the day, it's trophies is the, is the thing that matters in football. So hopefully, I mean, it's semi-final. You've got, you got to be up for it and you've got to play your best team. I mean, we've got... I know we're a little bit behind in the league. I know Arsenal won a good run and we've got to hope they slip up. But I think we've got a good enough team in, in, in depth to manage these games yeah Matt makes a good point there Jane about a good time to play Manchester City they're not having the best of starts to this year um, which is lovely to see and obviously going to Manchester has not always been a happy place for us do you see that changing obviously we had the uh, Conti Cup win there last year in extra time do you think now is a good good time to go and play them I'm hoping that we do get win out of it obviously they've not been on their best form but I feel like come Sunday 
their team's going to all have a miraculous recovery. It would just be our luck that happens and all their players are back fit and ready to play us. But I'm hoping that doesn't happen just so they can sort of continue the run they're on. But I'm hoping we can get a win with the fans there. Obviously, the Conti Cup game, none of us was able to be there. So to be able to get a win with fans there is just going to be, it would just make the experience a whole lot better. Yeah, and you're going up, are you? Yeah, travelling up Saturday, just so it's not as early on the Sunday, because unfortunately there wasn't a coach. Yeah, I suppose it would have been a very early rise to get for an early game in Manchester. Yeah. Um, obviously, international break, it felt like the longest one ever. I don't know when they put in, it was like two and a half weeks, was it? That we've, we've been away from Chelsea and on international duty, which seems crazy. Yeah, it's about two and a half weeks, I think. Yeah, too long. Change that. Stop this international <laughs> breaks. Just don't do it. Um, as always, Matt, the risk of injuries. We had AKB pull out of the Germany squad. Um, Neve Charles had a knock. Uh, Pernilla Harder missed her first Denmark game in seven years. Um, any concerns? about players not being fit? Uh, you've always got... Yes, that is always the issue of international break. It, it wouldn't be a Chelsea team without someone pulling out of injury, whether it's the men's or the women's. Um, and yeah, there's a few knocks. I'm hoping they're all just kind of more preliminary things. I think both the men's and the women's teams at the moment, they're playing so many games at the moment that players are just... They're getting run down and they're getting these little niggles. I think it's just, I think hopefully it's just the international teams kind of managing with the club, making sure that they're fit back for the games and not causing any too much trouble over you. So I'm hoping they're all back uh, well. I think Berger's the only one I'm kind of more worried about, but we'll see how it is. Yeah, I've actually just found the quote on Padilla Harder who said she didn't feel 100% during the warm-up and instead of taking a risk it was more important to make a sensible decision so I'm ready for this weekend and the weekend after that as well so that sort of bodes well that she's going to be fit to play in terms of AKB I don't think anyone knows anything um, but I think we've got a good enough backup in Sekiro Musovic Jane are you concerned about AKB not being available? Um, I'm hoping with these two and a half weeks off that her fingers have sort of healed I don't really know how long fingers take to heal when they get injured. But then is Akira isolating or is she okay now? No, she was at the Scotland game. Oh, she was just there. They tested negative. They were fine too. Oh, okay. But I've got no... If it comes to Akira playing, I'm quite positive with her. And I think we can still win with Akira in goal. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Matt, we saw in the last game against Juventus, Emma Hay switch back to the four during the game. Do you think she's going to start this one with four or go back to that you know, 3-4-3 three, three formation that she's been using so far? Uh, I think it depends, really. I think we all, we've all seen that there are some issues, particularly with the defence of the 3-4-3, three, three, but at the same time, I feel it's got the best out of our attack in attacking three. So I think... It's a big question for Emma Hayes. Does she want to get the best out of her attack or does she want to get uh, get the best, a solid defence and then hope the attack can create as much as they can from it? I think she's going to stick with a three. I think she's stuck with it all season. I think if the game 
starts not going our way, I think she may change it again in the game, which I think is good. I think it's good to be adaptable and to be able to change between formations, but I do think she'll start with the three again. Yeah, I have to say I agree. I think three is the way to go once we sort out how they move the ball and maybe who plays in what positions, then we will see you know, a very strong team. Uh, we're going to go for a short break now. When we come back, um, Jane, the other Jane, is going to be joining us from the Man City Women's Official Supporters Group. We're going to get her view on, on what's gone wrong for Manchester City and we're going to try not to gloat too much as she regales us with towers of Manchester City. Uh, but we'll be right back. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Welcome back to part two of the Went to Mo Kings Meadow Manchester City preview. Joining us now, uh, not one but two special guests, it's Dave and Jane from the Manchester City Women's Official Supporters Group. Uh, nice of you to join us. How are you both doing? Good evening. Yeah, nice to uh, nice to speak to you. Yeah, very well. Yeah, nice to speak to you on this uh, Thursday evening, Dean. Yeah, one of my favourite opposition supporters groups is the Manchester City one. Always you know, very welcoming. Uh, or give us praise when it's due. Um, less of the banter, more of the friendship, I think, is what we take from uh, the Manchester City Women's Official Supporters Group. However, um, we do have to talk to you about your team, um, and it's not been great so far this year for yourselves. Uh, what has gone wrong, in your opinion? Why are you um, sitting on four points after so many games? Um, yeah, there's no, there's no hiding behind it. It's been a rough start to the season for us this year. Um, we've had a massive issue with injuries coming into this start of the season, which is not an excuse kind of for the position that we're in, but you do have to look that it becomes a factor. Um, we've kind of been working on very limited subs on the bench, some really high profile players just not being able to be involved so far, the likes of Lucy Bronze, Ellie Roebuck, you know, Steph Horton's now injured, Chloe Kelly out for the season. If you take those players out of any team, then, you know, that team is going to suffer for it. So I think, you know, it's not kind of an excuse. We will would still have expected to do better, um, but it is definitely a factor into kind of how the seasons began. Hopefully we're kind of on a little bit of an upward spiral from now on in, um, starting with getting the draw in the derby where we came back with uh, 10 players. And then moving on to kind of winning, beating Everton and stuff like that. So hopefully the season has taken a turning point for us now and we're on the up. Yeah, many of the players out are coming back now after the national break. Is the fitness better in the team or would you prefer to be playing Chelsea perhaps another couple of weeks down the line? It's hard to say, to be honest. We're not quite sure on the... There's a couple of long-termers definitely won't be back. Um, Lucy and uh, and Chloe, as we know, Chloe's out for the season. Well, for the majority of the season, unfortunately, with a you know a severe injury that she got towards the end of last season. Um, so it's hard to say. We're hoping that they've all come back from international duty this week without any more injuries. Firstly, because we've had obviously the the, the Lionesses games, and we've had um, players playing for Australia and Jamaica. 
So, you know, it's, it's been all over the world. So we haven't heard of any any extra injuries, but obviously, you know, we don't know for sure. In terms of anyone coming back, but we've not heard that there's anyone due back. So I think we'll be working on a, on a similar squad to what we were before the international break, which obviously, as Jane says, you know, it's it's uh, it, it has been a factor in our in our slower start, definitely because he's not been able to rotate, freshen the team even. You know, he's had to stick with, with the players as well. So uh, it's been a difficult one, really. Yeah, you have had a sort of a jinx on us at the Academy Stadium over the years. It's a place that we've always struggled. Obviously, we got the win last year in the Conti Cup. Um, do you think that that's going to be a factor still in this game or the fact that you've got so many injuries and Chelsea are on a good turn of form that it's going to play into Chelsea's hands more than your own in a normal situation if you were full strength? Um, I think, you know, it's a massive, massive plus point and a positive for us to be at the Academy Stadium. We've got a great record there. Um, hopefully we can get a good crowd there, um, really spurring the team on. I think for us, home games are, you know, always games that we tend to do well in. Like you say, it's uh, been a long time coming before you were able to get a result um, over us at the Academy. Um, I think from our point of view, I'd be looking at, with the injuries and stuff, taking it into account, I would like the game to be over and won by us within the 90 minutes. Uh, I think if we're looking at extra time, that's where the difference and the injuries might show through a little bit more. So if we can kind of go on and get that in the 90 minutes, I think that would be a, a real plus point for us. Yeah, we spoke in the first part about um, this game perhaps not being the top of Chelsea's list because they've got Champions League they're going for it in the league again this year, plus next season's FA Cup. Whereas for yourselves, obviously the league seems to be out of reach already, which is a bit crazy to say after five games, but that many points is always difficult to claw back in the WSL. Is How big is this game you know, for your club and for Gareth Taylor to possibly keep his job? Yeah, I think, uh, I'm not sure about keeping, you know, if it was to lose, I don't think it, I don't think it would affect his job as such. I mean, um, Inside the club, we're quite happy with the situation. We know the situation we've been in. But I think you're right uh, in that, you know, it could possibly be a bigger game for us. Um, it will be difficult for us to challenge for the title this season. History shows in the WSL, you can't lose too many games and win that league. Um, with yourselves playing, you know, in good form. Arsenal seems to have come back to form this season. Um, you know, so I, th I think you're right that it could be a tour for us to challenge for that title this season. Uh, so our priority has become third place, probably, or you know, getting up that league. And the three, there are three cup uh, cups for us to play for this season. Because as you say, there's two FA cups, isn't there? There's this one, which finishes before Christmas. Then there's this season's, and there's the Conti Cup. So, you know, um, in terms of priorities, I would say it's quite high on our priorities now because of the start we've had. It's sort of like forced us into, you know, it's probably gone up in our priorities. So yeah. And in terms of the home advantage, I think it's the one thing you can hope for you don't have in a men's game. It won't be on a neutral ground, the semi-final. So, yeah, I'd rather be playing you at the Academy Stadium than coming to King's Meadow just for the fact that, you know, the home the home crowd advantage, which I'm sure you know yourself, you know, it can it can have a, a factor. It can be a telling factor, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Our own Jane will be there giving um, Chelsea as much support as possible. Um I just want to touch on the sort of what you do as a group um, in terms of your club, um, what sort of activities you put on for your supporters, just so people get aware of sort of other supporters groups and stuff that you do. 
Um, yeah, so we try and do kind of a, a variety of things. Um, we've got kind of members who are not just based in Manchester, but are based all around the country, all around the world. In fact, we've got kind of members in Brazil and Canada and uh, America and things like that. So we try and do kind of a mixture of, of virtual stuff that they can be involved in. And then we also do kind of in-person stuff, obviously, kind of in the past year or so when we've not had the opportunity to do that because of the lockdowns and stuff. But we love to do stuff like quiz nights and curry nights and things like that. We um, tend to put on, you know, kind of events and things that we'll have meetings in person where we'll try and arrange special guests. And we had a fantastic meeting a couple of years ago with uh, some of the original Manchester City team from 1988 to celebrate the 30th anniversary and loads of people came down. And the club came along to that and kind of did a QA and a uh, there as well. Um, so, yeah, we try and get involved in lots of different activities and things. We always try and aim to put coaches on for away games for fans, um, which we will subsidise as much as we possibly can to try and get fans to away games as cheaply as possible. Um, so we kind of have a range of merchandise that we make and, and sell and some of the money from that. All the money goes back into the supporters club, but then some of the money from that will go kind of towards um, travel and things like that. Um, so, yeah, we try and make sure we do kind of a big variety of stuff for our members. Yeah, we, when it's the close game, for instance, to welcome our members back the first game this season, we were away at Everton at Goodison, so it wasn't too far. We put on a free coach for that for our members to jump on. And we've, done, we've always done free coaches to our derby away at Lee to play, you know, uh, the other side of Manchester. Um, so, yeah, it's things like that. And, you know, we, we sponsor um, a local girls team now as well, same side United under, they've changed to under 12s this season, they used to be under 11s, things like that, because we formed in 2015 and what we wanted to do is create a community um, around, you know, away from the football. I mean, the community within the football, on the football match days, it obviously speaks for itself, it takes care of itself, but we wanted to be able to, um, do things like put away coaches on, but then also have a community away from the games, like Jane spoke of there, meetings, um, you know, social nights. Obviously, that has been curtailed a lot in the last year, and we tend to do a lot more of our quiz nights and things virtually online. But it's all about creating a community, I think, which I'm sure, you know, we've seen like other, other supporters groups like your own um, has grown, you know, and it's good to see. It's good to see. I think there's a respect between supporters groups in, in women's football that isn't always there sometimes in men's. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, wasn't it, Jane, to hear them talk about coaches because that is the big Chelsea debate at the minute. Um, why don't you explain that and sort of what we're trying to do on the Chelsea side of things in terms of our coaches? Yeah, coaches sort of Chelsea side of things isn't the best at the minute. We've like We're trying and we're sort of slowly getting to a stage that the club are going to help us. Um, obviously, they subsidise for the men's, but they just, at the minute, not doing much for the women's. But we're slowly getting to a point with the club that hopefully in a few months' time we'll be able to agree like with subsidised coach just to help the fans out. Obviously, this weekend, unfortunately, we haven't been able to put a coach together. So a lot of people are either making their way up Saturday evening just to split the journey down or some of us are travelling up sun early Sunday morning but hopefully for the league game against Man City we have got a coach to run So it's the club themselves that put the coach on for you rather than any supporters it's, groups is it? 
it's a bit of both. Last season, the club put on, no, was it last season? I can't even, when we drew against City 3-3, whatever yeah. season that was, they put a coach on for us then. Um, the FA Cup game the year before that we lost, they put a coach then. The Conny Cup final, they put a coach on. It's very sort of hit and miss when they put the coaches on. Uh, when we went to United, it was done through the supporters group. There's a coach for the supporters group going to Villa. It's sort of like half and half, but it's more the supporters group that put the coaches on. But we just want to help from the club itself. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you, know, you want to get as many people going to the game as possible. It's probably a little bit of a different situation with City because City don't get involved with any other coach travel for the men or the women. Um, they don't put any other coaches on. So it's kind of all fan base through that. Aside from the odd occasion, like for cup finals and things like that, they'll usually put things on. Um, majority of the time free, sometimes paid for. But yeah, it's a slightly different situation because City don't get um, involved in kind of any of the, the travel. It's it's all down to the supporters and supporters clubs. Yeah, it's sort of the club do offer to help, but it's very, very rare. And obviously, if it was through the club, it would be a bit cheaper and we'd be able to get more people to go. Because obviously arranging a coach is quite expensive that I didn't even realise how expensive a coach is. So like when we went to United, quite a few people pulled out due to the price. And they said if the club had put it on, Chelsea normally only charge a tenner, so you would get a lot more people going. But hopefully in the future, we'll be able to either as a club or a supporters group, get more coaches to away games. Yeah, it's a balancing act. That's what we do. We tend to subsidise our coaches so they are cheaper than, say, for instance, a coach to London for one of our games would be a lot cheaper for people getting on it than a coach would be to one of the men's games um, through through the uh, travel club and things like that. So, yeah, I can see what you're saying. It is a difficult balancing act because you want to fill the coach, but, you know, you've, you've also got to balance the prices and stuff. So it is difficult. You know, filling the coaches is, is, is the answer that we find, you know, and... Um, you know, taking it from there, if you can get people willing to come on and fill those coaches, you know, and, and you know, that, 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 that's the difficult balance. But it took us a while, didn't it? Yeah, it is. And once you get once you get people going to one or two and they've had a great day out and they've really enjoyed everything, then you tend to find they want to come back for more and they really enjoy the away day. So we've got quite a good away community who like to go. And, you know, there's there's people who are like, oh, I'm making biscuits for this one and, you know, putting them out on the coach and things like that. So it's always kind of a good little community that you've got. And then when you get new people coming on, they kind of buy into that and enjoy the day that they've had. So it's kind of once you can get them to do it once or twice, it um, it really does help. Yeah, you'll find it. I think you'll find it, it'll grow quite naturally. Ours did because we started off with not knowing each other. And then we started off car sharing and saying, oh, if you've got two spaces in your car, can you take two people who are not driving? And everyone that was driving was filling the cars up because that way, obviously, it splits the cost as well for someone who's driving on their own. You know, if you're driving from Manchester to London or vice versa, you know, it can be a bit expensive too, can't it? So uh, we started off with that and slowly started off with smaller coaches. And now we're up to pretty much full size. For instance, we've got a Leicester in a couple of weeks and, you know, we've got a coach going to that full size it should be more or less full, shouldn't it? Yeah, um, I would expect it. You know, so it, it's you'll find it's a natural growth because people will enjoy it and you get a community going and everyone knows each other. Plus the fact there's all the people who can't drive, you know, who want to go to the games. And people yeah, our coach, the coaches are definitely growing. Like the supporters group used to do minibuses. 
but they've mm-hmm. like completely outgrown minibuses now. Yeah. So it, if you was to get, if we was to get a minibus, it'd be like three minibuses just to fit yeah. everyone. So it's just a matter of time, and it's just slowly but surely we'll get to the right place eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the work through you know your supporters group, the Chelsea Women's Sports Group, that helps grow you know women supporters and you know the game in general. Uh, Matt, anything you wanted to find out about Man City that we haven't covered ahead of this game, just to bring you in? Yeah, I mean, who obviously you've got a number of injuries at the moment. Who for Chelsea would you say Chelsea have got to fear in one in terms of one player from your side at the moment? I was going to say we're probably both going to say the same thing. It'd be Lauren Hemp. Lauren Hemp is an absolute class player. She's such a positive player going forward. She's so dangerous on the ball. Um, I mean, I think I've heard Emma Hayes in the commentary on the England games kind of raving about her. So it's going to be no surprise um, to Chelsea that she is one player that they're going to want to kind of really make sure doesn't get a foothold in the game from your point of view. Uh, From our point of view, she's absolutely top quality. Yeah, we saw Lauren start at Bristol when she was young at Bristol. She played against us. And it's a game we won quite easily, but she stood out um, playing for Bristol. Outstanding young player. And then when we were signing, we were thinking, oh, that's that that girl that played against us. And wow, she was, even then when she was, you know, I think she was only 17 at the time, she really stood out as a quad. And she's just, we've seen her grow and grow and grow. And now she's doing it on an international level as well. So if you ask me to pick one player, you go for Lauren, but obviously we've got other quality players as well. Caroline Weir has been outstanding for the last year or so. You know, real, real top class player. Plus others, some of the new signings. Um, Bunny Shaw starting to score goals now. We've got Vicky Lasada who came from Barcelona, who has been injured just before the uh, international break. So there's one we might be hoping to be back on Sunday. Like I say, we haven't had any updates as such, but Vicky Lasada's uh, looked a quality player, and we've got many others as well besides the ones we have missing. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we won't ask you the same question because you've got so many good players, uh, <laughs> you know. So uh, we know it's going to be a tough game, but you know we'll give it a go. We always do. Yeah, I'm sure Emma spent the international break formulating a special plan to to counteract the many many qualities that Manchester City possess, and I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic game for everyone. Uh, Jane and Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'll, I'll send Al Jane over to pick up one of your match badges um, during the yeah. game. Uh, yeah, we can have one of those. Um, and anyone else going, they can pick them up as well, I guess. Uh, yeah, we have an OSC. Yeah, we have an OSC table um, just inside the turnstiles on, on the city side, but you can walk around and there's, there's they've got some events planned pre-game on, on Sunday as well, some Halloween events for the and things for the kids and stuff. So, yeah, there's quite a lot going on within the ground just for the hour before kickoff. So come and say hello. Yeah, it'd be great to see you guys. Yeah, everyone, I think, looking forward to this one. Um, again, thank you so much for joining us. Apart from Sunday and the two league games, best of luck for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough, yeah. Same to you. Yeah, yeah I'm sure we'll thank speak you. again soon. Uh, thank you yeah, there thank to you. Jane and Dave from the Manchester City Women's Supporters Group. If you want to follow, find them on Twitter, it is at mcwfc underscore osc. Uh, we'll be back after a short break to round up this preview, give our predictions and try and predict the team as well, which is going to be interesting. Uh, but join us after this break. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, 
and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the final part of our Manchester City preview. Uh, Matt, good to hear from supporters of Manchester City. Um, the vibe I got is this, this game's a bit too soon for them, uh, given the injuries they've had. What did you take from it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I think it's it'd be all right for them if they were short-term injuries, but they've got some long-term injuries, some that are worth the whole season so I think they know it's going to be a struggle struggle for the season I think it's it's worse that they're playing Chelsea just after an international break because as you said Emma Hayes is going to be ready some of the players that haven't been on national duty are going to be fit ready to go and I think that may be where Emma will kind of look at and go well if they're if they've had two and a half weeks off they're at the training ground there with with Emma going through the tactics maybe that might pit them to some players to get a surprise start, but yeah, I think I think they're going to struggle this season. I think this is a big. I understand what they mean. It is a big match for them in terms of it, it's their the competition they can try and win and salvage from well, last season slash this season. But at the same time, this would technically class as kind of a treble for us. Obviously, it is technically last season's FA Cup, so I don't know whether we're going to count that as a treble. But I think Chelsea will be more than up for it considering it's the end of a stage of the tournament. Yeah, no, I think we'll absolutely claim it as a treble, um, because why not? Um, Jane, they mentioned Lauren Hemp being their standout player. Are you worried about our back three against you know their quality up front? Because they're sort of the areas where they've still got available players like Ellen White, Buddy Shaw, who they mentioned. They're still going to be strong going forward, aren't they? Yeah, they definitely are going to be strong going forward. I think if you were to ask me what Man City player I was afraid of, I would have said Lauren Hemp. She is just... She's on such good form at the minute and I think she's the one to look out for. But I have faith in our back three, back four, whoever Emma plays, that we will be able to keep them out. Yeah. Matt, who do you think will... Do you think it'll be Jess Carter playing in the central role in that defence again? Do you think there's going to be any surprises? Yeah, I I think she will play. Um, I'm still very iffy of whether I do want her to play. I I I think she's she has done well in certain points, but I, there are just some mistakes that I, I I the the only thing I give to her is it's not just it's it's not like it's just her in the back three. I think all three, Bright and Ericsson have also made some mistakes. I think it is more of a formation thing. So I think it might be a thing of Emma will just keep with the same back three, get that properly gelled, and then once it seems like the team's gelled at the back, then. The performances will then there'll be pressure in the performances to keep in the team. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, I think Newen played for the Netherlands midweek as well. Always find it weird that international teams play on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and then expected to play for their club sides on the weekend, given there's no real training sessions going on. Jay, we've mentioned sort of this being a great time to go to City. You expecting? harder Kirby Kerr it's going to be the front three isn't it I'm hoping it is but then I feel like where Sam's been in Australia I don't know if she's landed back here yet or what I'm hoping she's landed back if not today at some point today just because obviously she's been out there for I'm guessing she's been out there for about two weeks she's got to recover from jet lag really I just have a feeling that Sam won't play Sunday 
just because of where she's been in Australia and it's yeah. yeah I'm, I'm hoping she's okay. I thought I saw her Instagram where she was on a flight. Oh, she might be back then. Yeah, possibly. Unless that was ages ago and I've just remembered it as, as recently. But it's going to be obviously one of those things we're going to wait until an hour before kickoff and see what lineup drops. Uh, until then, we can predict one. And I think it's going to be one with not many surprises. Uh, I'd say AK being goal if she's fit. Bright Carter Erickson, Cuthbert. I've gone for Ingle and Loopholes and Wrighton as the four, harder Kirby Kerr. Matt, do you think Ingle and Loopholes is our perfect combination at the moment? I know she, Emma Hayes likes G in there, but in a big game like this, I think you need that solidity of, of Ingle as well. Yeah, I think G, obviously, she, she provides her qualities in terms of the creativity in that field. But I think, especially in the last couple of games, she's kind of struggled and she's not really been in the game as much as I'd like her to. Um, so I think whenever Ingle's come in, she's been solid to the back. I think where it's a bigger team, such as Man City, I think you solidity is probably the best way. I mean, it's not like we've not got a front three that's firing. We've got a front three that's absolutely fantastic and can create on their own. So taking G out, sacrificing a little bit of creativity, which, if we're honest, hasn't actually been there in the last two games from her. So um, bringing in Ingle, I think that will hopefully help the defence be a bit more solid. Yeah, just an extra body, I think, to help protect that back three. And, of course... If it in game it's not working, then Jess can go out to right back and Sophie can go into the midfield, into the centre back with Millie Bright Erickson at left back, just to you know make in game changes. I think that flexibility is very important. Uh, so let's try and predict it then. Um, I'm going to go for two one. I think it's going to be a very close game, even though Man City are struggling with their injuries and their season's not been great. But I think there's a bit of um, bit of history, a bit like when we faced Wolfsburg last season in the Champions League, where we'd lost so many times. Maybe that's hanging over us. Uh, Matt, I'll give you, you second dibs on the prediction. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be goals galore. I think it's going to be, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to win. We're going to get through. It's going to be 4-2, but I think we're going to see some problems in that defence at times. I think we will revert to a back four in the second half to try and keep the game. Yeah, you score, we score. We score, we win. Maybe that'll be the way to go. Uh, Jane, what about you? What do you see happening? I've got a realistic what's going to happen and then like a really unrealistic of what's going to happen. So my unrealistic is going to end like 4-2, something like that, but it's going to go to extra time before it gets to 4-2. A bit like the Conti Cup semi-final. I just have a gut feeling it's not going to be easy. But then I'd like it just to end 2-0. What are you going to go for then? 2 0 or the 4 2? We can't go for 4 2 because Matt's already got that. I'll go for the 2 0, but I've said yeah. my unrealistic of what I feel. I don't think it will happen, but I feel like it will just be our luck. Something crazy like that will happen. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, or like 5 4. Just goals. <laughs> just stop defending. Both teams can't defend because they've got no defenders. <laughs> they just keep scoring. Anyway, looking forward to the game. Uh, on Sunday safe journey to you Jane Matt a pleasure to talk to you again where can people find you on Twitter and the work you do just in case they haven't already done so yeah I mean my, on my personal Twitter you can find me at MattJBall98 
Um, and then you can just find me Worldwide Chels on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube as well. Uh, all the content is on there. Yeah, make sure you do, and make sure to make sure you're following us as well at Mokings Meadow on Twitter, at Went Smoking Meadow on Instagram. Uh, we've got our Patreon, our Discord, our newsletter, um, and other things. All the links are in the description. You can find me at Dean Mears and Jane at Jane Chapel X, and Dane as well at D Wit Nine. Even though he's not here, he's here in spirit. And again, a big thank you to. Dave and Jane from the Manchester City Women's Supporters Group for joining us and giving us the opposition view. Uh, we'll be back to review the Man City game, I guess, next week. Preview the Aston Villa game as well. So more content to come. Looking forward to that. Um, but until next time, Chelsea fans from Kings Bay to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying high.